Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we're talking making NYC your temporary home, as well as some international travel with my guests, Mark and Kristen Morgan, who have essentially traveled the world and who briefly made New York City their home along the way. Now, I know most of us have either been essential workers on the front lines or stuck at home working for more than a year now and with not too much access to travel due to COVID-19. I, however, definitely have had the travel bug more than ever due to this, and especially after speaking with my guests, Mark and Kristen. Things are opening up, so I wanted to share a travel episode that excites us about our city, New York City, and the world around us. My guests today, Mark and Kristen Morgan, creators of Where Are Those Morgans Travel Blog, are a British-American couple who are scientists by trade and traveling life partners by design. They met at the lab where sparks flew, they got married, left their jobs and everything behind to take an 18-month honeymoon around the world, and have never looked back. Making New York City their temporary home, they share all the adventures they've had along the way in the city, as well as the far corners of the world. You won't want to miss this episode. Without further ado, here is my interview with Mark and Kristen Morgan. Hey, Mark and Kristen. I am very happy to have you guys on the podcast today. We have kind of a different perspective coming from you guys, but I am so looking forward to hearing it. How are you doing today? We're great. How are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this. Let's see what you've got in store for us. (laughs) Got a lot of questions, that's for sure. So, and the one that I'd like to start with, Mark, is are you and Kristen, are you guys originally from New York? Are, Are you guys natives? Uh, okay, so I think you can tell by my accent that I'm definitely not a native of New York or America for that matter. Um, I'm actually from England, uh, the north of England, a place called York. It's a beautiful city with loads of history. And we actually met through at work. Um, oh. I was working in New York because Kristen's from upstate New York. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's from near the Finger Lakes. Um, and we were working together near Rochester, New York. You said a lot of great things that encompass york to some extent right so you you come from england uh, a town called york and the, or- then... the original york yes <laughs> the original york and then uh kristen you're from upstate new york so i mean you know you're not from the city but you're from new york um state so so that's awesome okay so what you know made you guys make this move to new york city uh, yeah so we new york city had always been on our on our bucket list of places we wanted to go and try we um we've got this huge bucket list as long as our arm of places we want to go and live and try out and just immerse ourselves into uh, almost like a try before you buy before we settle down anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. New York was always, always, always on there. Right now we chose to go there because as, as obviously as sad as the situation is right now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to go and collect some content from New York city mm-hmm. at a time when we knew that all the tourist attractions everything we would want to possibly do and see and photograph more importantly would be very, very quiet and free of people. Mm -hmm. It was by design to go now. Uh, We chose to go so we could get the the content. I mean, it turned out that obviously because of the lack of people and the lack of tourists, the the whole vibe of New York City and kind of what you, what you hope it would be, we knew it wasn't going to be like that. And it turned out to be like that, but we achieved what we wanted to achieve. We got pictures of Times Square with no, with nobody in it at all, which is which is crazy. Um, wow. we, we did Top of the Rock at sunset on a Saturday night and the, we were the only people on the top of the rock. I mean, it was it was mad, wasn't it? But it was, you know, we got what we wanted. Uh, it turned out not to be kind of how we hoped it would be. But then towards the end, the last few weeks, New York City started coming back to life. And, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like what we expected New York to be. 
uh, and we left. <laughs> so, uh -huh. yeah, it's a double-edged sword for us. Yeah, but I mean, one, it sounds like you guys were able to achieve what you were looking for and experience some of the most iconic locations without, you know, all, all the just fuss to to kind of get there and get the good photo get the good views and so forth so that's exciting and then you know assuming it wasn't what you expected because you noted it wasn't that lively new york that you guys were kind of hoping to um be in and and so just to give context here to the listeners you guys uh came to new york when and how long have you been here? We moved to New York just after Christmas. We experienced, you know, the Rockefeller Christmas tree and Fifth Avenue all decorated for Christmas. So that was very cool to see. And you also actually had pretty much your favorite day in, in life when we went to Central Park and it, it snowed, didn't it? It was... Yeah, it was that perfect thick snow that was just falling perfectly and it created, you know, almost like a movie like scene. And we just walked around mm -hmm. the park for hours in the snow like kids. It was it was wonderful. Yeah, we hit all the Home Alone 2 attractions, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so fun. I love that. You literally hit all the destinations. I'm curious here, Mark, had you been to New York prior to this time? And, and Kristen, you know, you being from upstate, I'm sure you'd been into the city a, a couple times. Do you know what? I'm ashamed to admit this, but I've actually before this had only been to the city a handful of times. Yeah, I, I'd been I'd been once before. Um, I spent a few days there by myself, actually, and I was just a real tourist. You know, I was hitting off all of the, the attractions mm -hmm. by myself. And, and that's when it was really busy. That's when it was it was packed. You couldn't move. Times Square was crazy. And, I could, you know, I had to line up for an hour just to get into the Empire State Building. And yeah. that's kind of what I imagine New York City to be like. So you got to see both sides of New York during this time. Yes. I am curious. So for three months, you guys made New York your temporary home. Where did you guys land upon? Like what neighborhood? So we based ourselves in Yonkers um, for the main reason. Um, while we were in New York, I was working full time in the laboratory. Um, so I actually mm -hmm. worked at Bronxville Hospital. Um, so it was perfect in Yonkers because it was about a four mile drive to work. Um, and then we could also take the train directly into the city every weekend. Now, for those that are not familiar with Yonkers, can you explain uh, where it's at on, on the New York landscape and, and how far it is? Yep. So uh, Yonkers is just north of Manhattan, not very far north of Manhattan. We just took the uh, Metro, I think it was the Metro North Line Railway. Uh, it took about mm -hmm. 25 minutes from Yonkers down to Grand Central. And um, mm -hmm. through, I think Marble Hill is about the furthest point north in Manhattan and it kind of two stations past there okay so you know new york say it starts from first street to like the 225th streets uh, above there yeah just yeah not not very far above there but just just perfect perfect that, that definitely gives me context and i'm sure everyone else um <laughs> and and so you know what was your overall experience in, in new york we to be honest we, we we loved it we loved our time um we kind of went with the with the goal of collecting content for the website and we left with you know the, the the conversation that is you know we could we could live here we could this is something we want to consider in in future it became a part of our thinking for maybe a place to at least spend another maybe six months to a year to live if not longer um mm -hmm. you know we were living in yonkers but we, we we took the train into the city every single saturday morning and we would we didn't come home until sunday night so we did 12 12 weekends on the barns in the city. Um, mm -hmm. and I mean, we walked 25,000 steps every Saturday and every Sunday. You know, we, we really, mm -hmm. really, really got into it. We did every every possible thing you could think of, we did it. 25,000 steps, that is a lot of walking. Um, my husband counts the steps that we do and they don't even equate to that amount. So that is a lot. <laughs> um, and you gave me goosebumps, Mark, there when you said you guys are thinking about considering making this, you know, a more permanent home sometime in the future, because, you know, you guys have been all over the world. Glad to hear that New York really hit home there. So it did. It did. Good. So thank you, Mark and Kristen, for kind of telling me what your overall experience in New York was like. I want to get more specific as to what it is you like and dislike about New York City. What we dislike about New York City Honestly, coming from much, much quieter places is just the the relentless noise. You know, it it's it's when your windows open, you it's just siren, siren, car, horn, horn. It never stops. 
we actually had to buy a sound machine so we could sleep because we weren't used to the noise. So that was one thing. But that's New York City and we expected it and it wasn't something that surprised us. The good things, I mean, how long have you got? You know, the food, the, the people, even though it was quiet and because of the pandemic, we had a different experience. We still met so many awesome people, uh, especially towards the end when when it started livening up again. You know, we'd just sit in a restaurant and we'd, we'd end up talking to the next table, the table after, have a few drinks. You, you, you can't really do that many other places. And obviously being there for such a short time and, and New York's always been on your kind of bucket list from growing up, from seeing films and things like that. You know, there's just so many attractions and there's so many things to do. And you, you, for us, because we were there for a short time, we, we just felt like giddy kids just ticking off everything you know that is awesome to hear though that you guys were able to make friends uh kind of talk to people feel a little bit of that liveliness come back what was your feeling entering new york in 2021 and at the height kind of still the height of the pandemic things were still unsure um you know i know a vaccine had been announced so forth uh you know and how did it feel leaving during the time you left now like what was the difference I would say the difference was black and white. Um, when we, you know, we moved, like we said earlier, just at the end of Christmas in 2020, and we walked down Fifth Avenue without a single person in sight. But then as we left, you know, we actually walked down Fifth Avenue um, on our last weekend there, and it was packed and crowded like it used to be. So a complete difference, but a better difference. And it's definitely exciting for the city because it's definitely going to bounce back. And we're excited to see that. And so that's actually my next question. You, you know, do you think the city will return to how it was and how long do you think that will take? It will definitely bounce back. Um, you know, when we first moved there, a lot of the businesses and the restaurants were shut. Um, and when we left, a lot of them are open again. And it, it was amazing to see how excited all the business owners were just to be, you know, back in business and to be working again. And that excitement, it, it just resonated with us. Um, New York is a very strong city and um, mm-hmm. I don't think it will take very long. Yeah. After, you know, as soon as people trust in, in travel again, you know, and they feel safe to travel again after the pandemic, um, hopefully towards the end of summer, you know, maybe even, maybe even the middle of summer, hopefully mm-hmm. June, July. I mean, we walked through Central Park a couple of weekends ago and it was it was packed full of people out running, walking mm-hmm. the dog, cycling, playing Frisbee. It, and it was just it was just such a nice sight to see, wasn't it? It was. And hopefully tourism can pick up, you know, very, very quickly. Uh, I know we're going to get onto our content, but, we, you know, we plan to write a lot about New York City and, you know, to help people just mm-hmm. plan their trips and, I you know get back to the city basically. I love that. Bringing people back to the city is what we need and what New York City thrives off of. So can't wait to see that content. You know, you you guys have headed out of the city already. What advice would you give to someone who is new to New York City? I would say just immerse yourself into as much as you possibly can. Um, Learn the areas, see which areas feel best for you, which which areas you feel like you fit into the most. and then that would be the place that I would then try to mm-hmm. find somewhere to live. You know, there's a lot of different, there's a huge variety of places to live in New York City. Um, not just in terms of the accommodations and, and expenses, but just in terms of the, the, the people, the cultures, the, the way of life. Um, you know, Soho to Brooklyn to Uptown is, is, so, is so different. Um, just mm-hmm. go and spend as much time as you possibly can around each place and see what you like the best. Yeah, the pockets of New York and the different neighborhoods are so completely different. And there's so much around. I agree with you, Mark. That's great advice. And and so what advice would you guys give to current New Yorkers while you were here? <laughs> I mean, do we can we can we have a right mm-hmm. to tell New Yorkers what to do in their own three months? <laughs> that is true. I mean, you can. Yes. I mean, any, you know, it could be whatever. It's always just good to communicate if you have any thoughts. You know, something that I noticed when I was working in the hospital, a lot of my coworkers hadn't experienced um, the proper, I would say, tourist attractions in the city. Um, And I think, you know, that's kind of common for any city that you don't take advantage of the things to do there. So I think I would say, try to be a tourist in your own city because New York City really has so much to offer. And 
everyone should experience it. And now is the actual best time to do that if you are a local because there's mm-hmm. no tourists around. So you can go and experience all the touristy things and be there by yourself. I mean, it's not going to be like that for much longer. I should be one of those people also doing these things and <laughs> definitely have it on my list. It just the time is work and everything. But yes, New Yorkers get out there and explore your city. This is how we're also going to bring it back. So I love that best tip ever. So if, if you um, were to be asked, you know, what New York is, how New York makes you feel and how you can sum that up either into your guys's own personal quote, or maybe any particular quote that's out there. I don't know if you had a minute to look into this, but what, what would that be? New York is the enviable icon among the world's greatest bucket list cities. Now, I know that sounds a bit cliche and a bit cheesy, but it, it, it really is. You know, New York is that is the one city of all of those bucket list places you can think of that just makes you feel excited. It makes you feel, you know, like the goosebumps come and you just you can't wait to go there. No, I love that. That is not cliche. That is well said. And I think a lot of people would agree with you. And it's also making me as a you know person who lives here excited that hey we are in New York you know and and you guys who travel the world and see a lot saying this means a lot so thank you for for that beautiful quote you and Kristen came up with and so with that in mind and you kind of mentioning you know you and Kristen what you guys do it's it's related to travel a lot of travel and you know so let's dive into that Tell us about your background and what you do for a living, and then we'll dive into your travel blog. Gossip Nista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. So we are both scientists by trade. Uh, We work in the laboratory, um, you know, hematology, immunology, that kind of thing. I was a flow cytometry manager back in the UK um, and Mm -hmm. done lots of different disciplines within the lab uh, and actually research and development and project management. And she kind of has done, she's done the whole thing really, haven't you? You've got the whole background. Um, and we met through work. I was uh, I was sent to New York to the lab uh, up in Rochester, uh-huh. we met there. Um, we hit it off immediately, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And then we basically, we got sent to Singapore a few times with work um, and we would always tag on a little trip. So one time we went to Bali for a week, uh, toured the island with two humongous suitcases, which was the worst idea in the world, because, yeah. but it's because we were at work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, then we kind of thought, right, what should we do next? So we just planned another trip and planned another trip. And then we ended up leaving our jobs. Wow. Um, we didn't want to take a sabbatical and we um, just because we didn't kind of want work hanging over our heads. We wanted the freedom. We wanted the escapism. We wanted to just be gone and doing our thing. And we not have to have that thing in the back of your head that thinks, oh, we've got to go back to work in six months or in three months or in two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just, we just quit. Uh, we took a bit of a gamble, didn't we really? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the, you know, it's the best gamble we ever took. Um, and we traveled the world for 18 months. I think we've been to 35 or six countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done about 15 or 16 US states now. Okay. You guys just gave me a lot of greatness in what you summed up there, Mark. And let's start with, okay, you guys are, are, are scientists. That is what you do for a living. Uh, but, you know, I'm so excited that you guys met through work and essentially were able to make a connection there. How long ago was this? And, you know, how did it all happen? Like, tell me about the sparks and and, and how you guys decided to be one, one another's partners. This is going to sound really cliche, but... Um... It was kind of just love at first sight. You know, we had worked together for a few years, but we didn't meet in person. Um, It was always through conference calls and things like that. Yeah. Um, But then once we met in person, we just really hit it off. Um, Oh, my God. And we kind of made a decision to try it, you know, long distance for a while. And that was that worked perfectly. It was Um, difficult. Yeah, it was (laughs) yeah it's challenging long distance is challenging yeah yeah but we made it work we made it work the best we could we did a lot of whatsapp video calls yes (laughs) 
But um, we were also lucky because, you know, we worked for the same company. So we often saw each other through work too. Um, And then every time, you know, one of us went to a different country, um, we would just tag on a trip at the end. I think the best thing about meeting someone through work as well is that you, you you share the same ideals in you know you've got a lot of the same goals in life because you you're in science for a reason yeah. you know um and it just t- turned out that we both had these really 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 big travel aspirations as well mm. what's the reason you guys were both in science and scientists my reasoning is i love to help people um i just you know want to help people feel better i want to do everything i can yeah, I, I just like the methodical, uh, repeatable processes. This I've got that brain that just wants to problem solve, and mm. yeah, so that was that was kind of my science side of things. Oh wow! And then there was not to add puns in here, chemistry between the oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm, I'm I'm annoyed I didn't come up with that one myself. Yeah. Now. <laughs> no, you you know you have. I just said it. There were sparks that flew. I, I love this. Okay. Again, scientists met through work. Um, it was love at first sight. Decided to do some more traveling together. Okay, and you mentioned how many countries and how many states, and how long did you guys do this for, and when was that time period? And then bring us into what made you decide at New York. So uh, we decided to leave our jobs um, and travel long term. Uh, April two thousand eighteen. Wow. We got married in England in a castle. It was fantastic um may 2018 and then we left for an 18 month honeymoon honeymoon around the world i'm um, after that yeah straight after about two weeks later it seems like a fair we basically just... yeah right i know yeah it was it was a it was a castle it was a it was amazing wasn't it um i think what's the story behind the castle i think uh it was one of the old queens of england was held as a captive in the in the in the top room in the castle and, yes. and then henry the eighth had it burnt down i think um, but yeah, so we set off uh, into Europe. Uh, we did three months in Europe as novice travelers, um, just kind of finding our feet on the road, which was amazing. But I mean, Europe in summer is not a cheap place to travel around. Mm. Well, that was an eye opener for us, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. Um, and then we went to Asia for three months, uh, which was equally just as amazing. We saw so many new cultures and opened our eyes. It was perspectives galore, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to South America for two and a half months South America we uh, did hiking in Patagonia and we went up to Chile and you know Peru we did Machu Picchu and all of those bucket list things um and then we finished with a three-month road trip around the states mm. where we did about what's 14 or 15 US mm-hmm. states yeah. um so I think it's about 35 or six countries so far but we, we plan to double or even hopefully triple that over time wow and, and so but you guys were you doing traveling during the pandemic as well we got back actually December 2019, just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were really fortunate with the timing. I mean, obviously, it's not a fortunate situation, but we it could have been a lot worse for us on a personal mm-hmm. level. Okay. And, and so you mentioned Europe, not the best time to travel during the summer because it's expensive. Um, you know, you guys were in Asia as well. And was that comparable in pricing, less expensive? Um, can you give us some ranges here on, on what you mean with regards to um, that? Do you want actual numbers here? You can give ranges, whatever is is, is best comfortable for, for you guys. Yes. And as much perspective as we can give the listeners. So Europe, um, we interrailed. So it's a it's a great opportunity. Um, that means that you can use the train system um, and you can get on pretty much any train that you want. Um, and that's how we got around. So that was a really good deal. Um, but then certain countries also charge reservations on top of that. Um, so we had to be a bit careful about which countries we did go to. Hotels are very expensive in Europe in summer. Uh, eating out is very expensive. I think we probably, how much did we spend in Europe in three months? Probably about $15,000. Okay, yes. that's a good amount. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the thing, we, we're kind of like mid-budget travelers, you know, we, we don't, we tend not to stay in hostels, but we definitely don't stay in luxury hotels we kind of like the average couple traveling mm-hmm. looking for looking for deals but not spending too much time looking for the deals mm-hmm. um i love that you know, we, that's a great yeah, perspective yeah. to kind of have you know yeah right exactly um we try to balance it too if we you know do something that costs a lot of money as an attraction then the next few days we'll do a few hikes and things like that that are free so it balances out wow i think our biggest downfall 
in Europe was food. We did the, the food was amazing, we, and we just went <laughs> eat out and spent so much money on food. Yeah. We enjoyed our. Food. <laughs> what did you enjoy most about European food? Like, what was is there a go to? I mean, New York pizza is amazing. In England, we can't get pizza like you can in New York, but mm -hmm. Italy, the pizza just it's on another level. I, I'm, I'm sorry for New York, but it is. Um, what? No, <laughs> just go with the pizza thing here, Mark. Yeah. It, it, pizza is amazing in New York. Don't get me wrong, but you, you know when when you're in where were we? We're in um, Napoli. We went to we went to Napoli and we had pizza down in right in the old town, and it was. I guess it was maybe it wasn't so much the actual pizza itself. It was the whole experience. It was being in Italy having pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can. I'm envisioning that cobblestone, the right. little towns, the pizza, the yeah, everything. Amazing. Okay, well, that's good to know. Great perspective there. And so then you guys did a lot of other countries, um, and then you ended up in the states. You said you went to about 15 U.S. states. And uh, I'm assuming from there, you kind of ended up in New York, but I'm curious, you know, what are some highlights of, of, of those U.S. states that, that you may have liked the most? Without a doubt, the national parks. Hmm. We did, I think it was about 18 national parks on that trip and spectacular. Just, you know, Yosemite, Yellowstone, the big ones. Um, it just mind-blowing and beautiful. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Coming from England, you could, I honestly think you could put any of the 63 national parks in the US into England and it would be the, the top attraction in the country wow. <laughs> in terms of you know in terms of nature and landscapes um, and geology and things like that but we like hiking we're outdoorsy type people but we also loved going to Chicago for the pizza mm -hmm. again I mean this is with there's a bit of a theme here with pizza isn't <laughs> um, but also we we liked San Diego a lot as well San Diego is a really nice relaxing oh. chilled sort of always with a nice temperature, never too hot, never too cold. Okay. Uh, that's that's definitely a cool place to consider going down to. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm from California and live not too far from San Diego. I mean, I was kind of in oh, the middle. So, and I'm curious, cause um, did you guys go to LA as well? Maybe Orange County? And, and, and then what was it about San Diego versus those other places that kind of drew you to it? Yeah, so I mean, we did San Francisco as well, didn't we? Yep, San Francisco, we did. We did, the, we did the Pacific Coast Highway road mm. trip um, from San, from San Francisco to San Diego. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to stop between Los Angeles and San Diego. We were mm. we were big time tourists in LA. We did all of the Hollywood, mm. the movie studio tours, and all the rest of those things. Um, mm -hmm. We would love to have stopped down in Orange County, Newport Beach, and all the way down there down to San Diego, but we kind of just had to drive between the two, didn't yeah. we? We were running out of time. There's never enough time when you're traveling. San Diego, we just love. We love. The beaches, the beaches, yeah, just amazing. You know, all the way down from I think is it Torrey Pines at the top, and then down, um, I think one's called Black's Beach, where there's a pier um, near an oceanography place, mm -hmm. um, and then La Jolla, and we just really like the the relaxed. Yeah, you know, we, we love the hustle and bustle of New York City, but we really, mm -hmm. we also do like the relaxed vibe sometimes of a place like San Diego. Yeah, and I'm hearing that with our conversation. Like I can see the the, the big differences between you know your travels and, and one how flexible you guys are with regards to immersing yourself in a lot of different environments. But uh, you know New York, then to San Diego, it's like it's like bl black and white, right? In, the, in that sense, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. It is a beautiful, relaxing location for sure. And so, you know. Did this whole um, pandemic, again, change any of your traveling throughout this time? Um, and have you traveled since the pandemic? So we have traveled. Well, besides New York City, um, we took a road trip in um, up northeast um, mm -hmm. in October of last year. But that's the only trip that we've done so far. Yeah, we did a, a New England road trip. We we did uh, Vermont. We, sorry, we started in the Adirondacks in upstate New York, and we did uh, we hiked Mount Marcy, and then we did uh, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, Maine. We did it. For, we did it for the fall foliage yes. season. Beautiful. And we ended in Acadia. We did Acadia National Park and all around there. Um, yeah, we came back down to Portland and um, then back across, didn't we? Yeah. It was a really nice trip. That, that sounds beautiful, especially again during fall, you know, when you're able to see all the beauty of the trees and all that. So I'm glad you, you I'm so jealous hearing all these stories of your traveling. I've, I've just been sitting in my apartment working for the past year <laughs> and haven't even ever been to Europe. So <laughs> yeah, I know definitely it's on our bucket list for sure. So I'm vicariously living through your guys' stories right now and, and everything you guys are saying, I'm noting down here. So thank you for that. And, you know, 
I'm curious, any unique travel stories um, that you have to share? Any, anything crazy or fun or interesting that happened throughout all your, all your travels? So, yeah, I mean, we've got so, so, so many. Um, we, what I'd like to do just two, though, you know, we'll keep it, we'll, we'll do one serious and one, one fun. Um, when we were in, when we travel, we, we try to do the touristy things because we, we need to do that because of our, obviously because of our blog and the content we need to, to get because that's what people do when they go there. Uh, we also like to get off the beaten path where mm-hmm. possible. Um, and, a, and a really, really nice opportunity presented itself to us in Hoi An, Vietnam. Um, we just driven the high van pass uh, on motorbikes uh, the day before, which is a kind of a 10 hour bike ride from Hoi to Hoi An. Um, and it's quite tiring, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's pretty exhausting. So we were just, we were in Hoi An and we were tired and we went out to this place to go and eat some dinner. And we tried to stay away from, there's a, there's a little area called the Bridge of Lights, which is where all the tourists go down to. So we tried to stay away from that, but along the river still. Mm-hmm. We went into a restaurant. We were kind of the only people in there, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And we ordered some drinks and some food. And then this this old gentleman came and sat down next to us. Um, and he started talking to us and he was, he was really, really pleasant. And uh, he basically said, do, do you guys want to come and do... A, a private tour of my l- local village which is about 30 minutes away from here um and at mm. first we were like oh i'm not sure about this yeah. it sounds a bit sketchy this but um yeah. he, he actually brought over a, a big old dusty huge book that looked a bit like the magna carta with cobwebs all over it and he, he basically opened it up um and it oh was uh, testimonials from hundreds and hundreds of other tourists that have been through um basically saying that they've been to his village and they had a really really nice time mm-hmm. so we were like, oh great this is perfect we'll jump on this so so we did and the next day we met him outside of our little uh, hotel we were staying in and we jumped on the back of a moped we had to hire a moped and driving a moped around in vietnam's you know scary enough as it is but um right so we, he took us out to his little village about 30 minutes away and uh, it turns out he was uh, an old vietnam war veteran um and he mm-hmm. just told us the most amazing personal stories from the war um mm-hmm gave us a tour around his little local village and showed us his family's, um, is it a shrine, I guess? Yeah, yeah. memorial. Memorial. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And it was oh, wow. the most interesting, I think we learned more in half a day with with this guy who's called mm-hmm. Mr. Fong um, oh. than we did in a whole month in Vietnam, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. I mean, he told us some of the stories he told us from the war were just incredible that, you know, he, him and his brother were, were on the opposing sides and they lived next door to each other. So they had to fight against each other in the war. And he was a prisoner of war for it for over a year. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. He drew maps and he just gave us the best descriptions, didn't he? Yeah. So that was that was a really unique story for us. That is amazing. You can't get that anywhere. I mean, the fact that he came to you guys and, and you guys almost kind of received a little piece of Vietnam history into your laps, right? Um, and then he took you around his village and, and and shared those wonderful stories. It almost sounds like a movie scene, but I love it that. Was, it was amazing. Wasn't it? And we've actually written about our experience on our blog and we've had several people who are in Vietnam contact us about getting in contact with Mr. Fong and we've been able to connect all these strangers. So it's been very rewarding. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, and, tell, and I want to dive into your blog and, and, and please share uh, about your blog and where people can get this content. But um, I don't want to stop you there, Mark. Was there another story you were going to share? Yes, there was another one. And this one is uh, a New York City story. Um, mm. You know, we've got to keep it relevant, haven't we? So, <laughs> yes. So we, it was probably towards the end of January mm-hmm. when everything was still really, really closed down. You couldn't go into restaurants, uh, even in Manhattan, there was nothing open at all. Um, it was a really difficult time to explore because you know it was you couldn't even go in and get a hot chocolate on a freezing cold January mm. in New York City when it's mm-hmm. snowing and blizzard in your face. But um, we were visiting Empire State Building and we had tickets for the day and we had tickets for the nighttime. Uh, we couldn't go into the nighttime slot until after I can't remember seven, 7 p.m. maybe. Yeah. And so and we were really really hungry and we were like, oh god, we've got to get some food. So we couldn't find anything. So we walked just down the road to I think on Thirty Fourth Street down to Macy's. Mm-hmm. went to Macy's and we found a McDonald's up in the fifth or sixth floor or something. Mm-hmm. The seating area was closed down in there too. Um, so we were like, God, where are we going to eat this? So we, we were walking around. People were eating the McDonald's as they were just walking around Macy's. But I mean, that wasn't for us. We thought, right, we need to find something here. So mm-hmm. we basically we headed over to the, the jackets and coats section <laughs> on the fifth floor around the Tom figure section. And we sat down on the floor <laughs> in the corner of Macy's and ate our McDonald's. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh that is a great story too that is a very new york story and especially during you know these times and unfortunately the pandemic it's like there was nowhere to eat right there was nowhere to just rest and and be able to eat your food when 
one, you're on the go and doing attractions and just going about your day. So it's like, where can you sit? And you guys found a pretty damn amazing place. <laughs> we were really pleased with ourselves. <laughs> And it's like McDonald's of all things too, right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that is a great New York story. Pretty, pretty iconic there. I love it. Thank you for, for sharing that. And so, you know, tell us about your blog, please, before we move on to the next segment. I definitely want to um, let people know about, you know, where are those Morgans and how they can get all this amazing travel content from there. Can, can you kind of explain to them a little bit more about it? Yeah, I mean, we could try and summarize it because uh, we could talk your ear off all day. Um, <laughs> basically, it's a it's it's a travel adventure and photography blog. So we we kind of when we started the blogging experience, everybody kind of says, you know, go niche, go niche, and we we wanted to, but then we just kind of had all these grand ideas, and we thought, oh, but we love travel, we love hiking, and we love photography. So we just went general. We went against all the niche rules. Um, it's what we want it to be is it just this huge resource for people to be able to access when they want to travel anywhere in the world and get really thorough in-depth kind of explanations about places you know we i think what we try to do is when we go and experience a place is we we take note of everything there is to do there uh, we've got fear of missing out definitely we hate to go places and not do everything there is to do um so anybody who wants to travel to the Grand Canyon or Vietnam or anywhere in the world and wants to go and make the absolute most of their trip, whether it be a sunrise shoot at the Grand Canyon or just doing all of the best things to do in New York City, for example, that's we, we kind of want to cover everything and be like a one-stop resource for everything to do with travel and hiking mm-hmm. and photography. <laughs> I love that. That's a great resource, you know, and, and, and also hearing you talk about it, it just... I'm going to be on there all the time. Yeah, I hope so. You should. We expect to see you. I can see who's coming on. <laughs> can you? Okay, good, good, no, good. <laughs> no, you can't? Okay, you're, I don't know now. <laughs> no, but definitely, you know, once I'm able to start traveling, my husband and I are going to take a lot of cues from your guys' content. And I love that you guys are doing this. Love how you guys were able to, you know, up and essentially kind of quit your, your jobs and, you know, take on to traveling permanently and make a lifestyle out of it. That's something that I'm sure a lot of people could only aspire, would aspire to do, but, you know, maybe not pull the trigger on it. And you guys did it. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate thank that. You, yeah. it, you know, it is, it's a big move, isn't it? It's a, to leave the safety and security of everything to, to, to take a gamble. Yeah. But we just do it because we genuinely just love to help people plan their vacations best you know that's what what it all comes down to and when we get a nice comment on a post that says you know this was so helpful I've planned my whole trip based around what you've written that's kind of what we do it for yeah it makes our day 100% I know that feeling you know that you help someone and and what you're putting out there is 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 really just helping change a life or add an experience in a moment that is giving me goosebumps right now so thank (laughs) you for that and um so you know, we're going to move on to our next segment, but I do want to ask in this segment specifically, where are you guys off to next in 2021? So we actually leave on Sunday for a road trip um, out to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be about 18 days wow. and we'll be based in Seattle for about five and a half months until October. Um, and then after that, we're not sure. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's an open book and we, it could be anything. It could be a ski season in Colorado or it could be a warm summer in Sedona Arizona who, you know who knows and Seattle I have a friend that lives there and I haven't even been to Seattle so that is exciting keeping it um domestic right now and and then going to go international again sometime in the near future yeah we've definitely talked about Europe again um we want to go back and backpack there for a few more months once everything you know is safe and yeah yeah, we've been trying to keep the international travel to a minimum d- during this pandemic, you know, just to, just to play it safe. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we need to get back to England. We want to spend some more time in England. The time we spent there was before we started the travel blog, so we didn't really collect any content for the website. So we need to definitely go mm-hmm. into my home country too. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. I, I may just have to track you guys and leech on there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, <laughs> but yes, maybe. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for, you know, giving us, a lot more insight with regards to you know you guys's travels as well as how you started it would love to kind of dive into our third segment here and i like to keep this one more specific for tips for the audience on um 
you know, more international travel, but more so also NYC short-term uh, stays and so forth. So the first question is, um, if someone wants to make NYC their short-term home, how do you recommend they do that? Where do you even start and so, and so forth? Great question. So how we did it, um, is specifically, you know, if you work in healthcare, um, nurse, or I'm a medical technologist, there's positions called, um, like I'm a traveling medical technologist. So how it works is um, there are positions that come up all around the country um, and they'll be for eight weeks up to a year. Um, it really depends on the facility, uh, but this is how we did it. So a position came up in um, Bronxville, New York at the hospital there, and we decided to make the move to New York. Um, so then one, you know, having a specialty, having a career and looking within that career and opportunities to, to kind of, that are maybe temporary to be able to kind of just make that move. So you didn't just come without having a, a job to an extent, right? Um, that that would be your advice? Yeah, and to further add to it too, um, if you are able to work remotely, you know, with this pandemic, remote work has exploded. If you can work remotely, being able to travel to new cities is something that you can definitely do. Um, we have some friends that I think have been inspired by our travels and because of the pandemic, they now are working remotely full time. So they are on their own road trip and they're out, you know, in the Grand Canyon right now. So there's definitely ways to go about it. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's, there's plenty of industries that will allow you to do temporary, you know, shifts in different places. I would, my, my piece of advice would be if you ever had a, any kind of an ambition to go and live in, in, in New York City for any period of time is to just do it, just go for it because you can, you can to and fro, you can think about it and you can deliberate. And a year will pass and then you'll be in the same place. I would just say, just, just do it. Mm, I like that. And do you feel with you guys just doing it, was it a difficult transition or was it kind of a, a little more seamless? Not as, not that much work, you know, there was things and opportunities and so forth that popped up. Yeah. For us, it wasn't difficult at all. We, we made the decision we knew what we wanted to do and it worked out exactly as we thought it would do. I know a lot of people aren't, don't have the same kind of clarity that, that we would have had, but mm -hmm. The advice still stands. I still think just even if you have any kind of reservations, just just do it. And then you can always go back afterwards or if you like it like we did and, we, you know, it's, there's a potential for moving there or for opening your eyes up. Yeah. And if you didn't like it, at least then, you know, yep. you know, and you'll stop. Wondering. It's almost like a negative control, isn't it? Yeah. You, you know, then, and you won't ever think, oh, I wonder what it would have been like if I moved to New York City. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. Never stay wondering. That is always something I live by, right? Like, just do it. Like, like you said there, Mark, I love that. Perfect. Appreciate that. Those, those tips there. And then, so I'm curious, what are some tips for traveling that you, you could give listeners who want to essentially just pack up their lives and, and things and, and just go and, and maybe do the same thing that you guys decided to do. You know, it, again, you in the question you just asked, the last two words you said were just go. And I, I know I just said that for New York City, but the same thing applies to traveling. I mean, it's a big gamble. You know, we know that and you you do have security in, in, in your careers and, you know, but you can always come back to them and work for the next 30 or 40 years after that. It, traveling gives you something that you you won't get by just staying in your nine to five Monday to Friday, in our opinion, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, we learned so much about ourselves. We never, we never knew we were going to create a travel blog, but we absolutely love what we do now. And, you know, you don't have to travel and create a travel blog, but you can travel and get the, all of the other benefits that we got, which is a, an amazing perspective on, on life. Uh, it makes you appreciate what you have back at home. If you don't like the traveling, at least you you've done it, you've ticked it off and you know, mm -hmm. Yep. I think it's one of the best experiences you can possibly have to, to develop yourself and learn things about yourself and about your partner as well. And to further add to Mark, um, you know, I've had several interviews coming back after we traveled and I found to actually have more of an edge because of what we did. Um, it's really helped my career um, and it's given me, you know, more opportunities because of our travels than if I stayed in my old position. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've actually... She's actually had um, interviews where the, where the feedback has actually been, wow, we love the experiences you've had. We love that you, you've gone off and developed yourself and learned a lot about yourself in different countries, put yourself out of your comfort zone and, and you've 
you know, being around other cultures. A lot of those cultures work in the, the labs in the places that we're, you know, looking at jobs for. And, you know, it, it just, you'll be able to integrate a lot better into that sort of an environment. I love that. I love how that all has organically fell into place for you guys. And, you know, and again, how just to do it, I, I am curious though, logistically, cost wise, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just go. Um, how much is go going to cost me to kind of have a head start? Yeah, Go is going to cost you a lot. Yeah, well, we want, yeah. <laughs> we saved a lot of money for quite a long time, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We, um, I mean, how, how much do you think, just ballpark figure, we spent in our 18-month honeymoon-ish? About $35,000-ish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I know, that's, I know that's a huge sum of money. I know. And that's something that you could put on a deposit on a house or something like that. We, you know, we get that. We were there. We, we had those conversations. Um, but it's just, you know, the experiences were worth that money to us. A hundred percent. Yeah. In another time or once upon a time, I would have chosen that route too, versus a, a big New York wedding that we had here, but I still wouldn't have changed it because I, I got married to my husband, but also to New York here. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the average, I would say, um, U.S. W- uh, wedding is somewhere between the 35000 and 50000 So it's definitely, you know, those memories that you guys invested in, in the cultures and new experiences. And I love that just as equally. So yeah. kudos to you guys. Again. Yeah. And so let's get more specific to like what are some of the most amazing places that you recommend people to visit that are like hands down this this took our breath away you know we get asked this all the time um mm-hmm. so breaking it down my continent um for for um europe we'll have to say switzerland um mm-hmm. the hiking there is it's just incredible yeah it's just it's mountains lakes meadows cows with bells ringing on their necks just everywhere you look and it's stunning isn't it it is lovely okay love that asia we'll have to say japan um everything about that country the food the people the trains we rode a bullet train and it it was an awesome experience oh wow and then um for south america we'll have to say patagonia Mm. again more hiking um yeah we hiked the w trek down in patagonia which was amazing wasn't it we did it with our our tent our sleeping gear all our food we didn't stay in refugios we camped and did it all ourselves we had oh god i don't know a lot of weight on our backs and we hiked what was it 80 miles in five Mm -hmm. days and up mountains and that was a an amazing amazing experience wasn't it yeah oh my gosh just I don't know if everyone could do what you guys are doing, the hiking and, and the so forth, right? But it seems like such a beautiful experience, these places you guys are mentioning. Okay, so Switzerland, um, Japan for Asia, South America, Patagonia, and anything else? I would say just as a, that's kind of the, that's our go-to. When people ask us, we like to give one from each continent. Um, Europe is just incredible anyway, because it's, it, the difference between one country to the next when it's just 50 miles away, the differences are astounding sometimes. So, I mean, there's a lot more places in Europe we could mention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'd stick with them. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, the US, there's obviously a lot of other places as well in the US that we could talk about. But And New York being the best. <laughs> yes. New York, New York taking, sliding up the charts <laughs> near the top. Yeah. yeah, that was just me inputting my own two cents there. But Thank you for um, sharing, you know, all the amazing places you've been to and where you you recommend people uh, starting to kind of just get out there. And, you know, I'm sure everyone is going to have an immense travel bug as soon as things open up and it's a lot more safely to travel and, you know, just just hitting everywhere and anywhere. And so I, I do want people to definitely connect with you guys. Where is the best place that someone can connect on social website and so forth? I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the, the website is called uh, just whereareTheseMorgans.com. Um, and that's mm-hmm. where you can go and find all the places that we've written about. And it's a really, really, really great resource for, for travel. Um, Instagram, I, th- I mean, Kristen's the social media, so you don't have to give all the tags and everything. Yeah, our Instagram is the same. It's whereareTheseMorgans. And Pinterest we've got as well. Pinterest at whereareTheseMorgans um and facebook, facebook as, as well, well. we ca- yeah we, we're kind of trying to build on the social socials is that we've been working on the website really socials we're starting to yeah. ca- 
social media takes a lot of time and effort to do to do right oh so yes I know, i'm sure you know <laughs> um but yeah we need to start working on that soon but the website's the real focus for us mm-hmm. and you guys have a great website with a map on there and is that the highlighted parts is that all the uh countries you guys have been to it is yeah but because i love them we, we wanted to write about a lot of different countries and get a really nice spread early on but because of the pandemic and our target audience being mostly you know americans We've had to write a lot of content about America just to, just to kind of stay afloat, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We we do have the intention to write about the rest of the world as well at some point. Well, you guys are a great resource. I've loved everything you guys have shared. And, you know, I'm happy that you guys made New York your, your temporary home for a second and that you could potentially make it, a, a, you know, a longer stay, a, a more permanent stay sometime in a near future. And with that being said, I, again, thank you so much for your time, Mark and Kristen. I, I do want to play this little segment before I let you go. It's called A New York Minute. Are you guys are you guys down to play that? Oh, of yes. course we are. <laughs> okay, perfect. Here we go. Favorite New York food? Pizza or bagel? Pizza. Favorite season in New York? Fall. Winter. Favorite New York tourist destination? The Edge. The High Line. Hmm. Favorite non-tourist destination? Any anywhere you may have found that wasn't touristy? Uh, um, everything's touristy in New York. <laughs> I'd have to say any of the piers. There was always just great vantage points. Oh yeah, like Pier 15, 16, 17, yeah. overlooking Brooklyn Bridge, that kind of, yeah, that's a good one. Favorite holiday in the city? Oh, Christmas, of course, yeah. Christmas, for sure. Yeah. And favorite NYC subway line? Oh, the number four, the, the Lexington Express, straight down to Brooklyn Bridge from Grand Central. I'd have to agree, the four. Oh wow, okay. Favorite weekend getaway from New York? Did you guys escape the city at any point? Well, if you're gonna do a weekend getaway, the Finger Lakes, Watkins Glen, Letchworth State Park, those kind of places. And one word to describe New York City? I've got so many words floating around right now. Um, progressive. Energetic. Love it, okay. And then um, one tip on how to live your best life in New York City. Oh, just get involved, do everything. Mm-hmm. Just be out and about all the time, you know? live in Williamsburg or, or Brooklyn so you can always be out in the streets drinking beer and eating food and being just being a New Yorker. <laughs> that was, I love that. And yourself, Kristen? I'd have to agree. Just get out there and experience everything. Find the places that you like, the sections of the city that you love and just get out there. Oh, you guys had a great theme and it was like just do it right whether that's international travel moving to new york anything related to travel which you guys have done so well and have your amazing blog you know where are those morgans that people can go to thank you so so much for your time for your insight for what you're doing for your amazing story it's been a pleasure speaking with you both. Yeah. thanks so much for having us it's been great yeah we really appreciate it thanks very much for your time we've really enjoyed it and uh, you know best of luck with, with everything with you for the future and we hope to see you again soon Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at GossipMista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.